8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Gada. So we, when we often talk about a big hitter, we, we give the name, we give the surname, we give the whole story. There are very few people in the country, I would think, when we introduce them as the big hitter, we just give a first name. Uh, and, and, and one of them would be Felicia. So that's what we're talking to. You work out which Felicia. I can't think of any other Felicia but the Felicia. She's with us. She's not in studio, I'm afraid, but uh, she certainly is my big hitter for the night. Good chatting to you. Good evening. Welcome to South Africa once again on this whistle-stop tour. I truly, truly appreciate it, Ashraf. You are a friend, a fellow Gemini. Um, I think we celebrate one day apart in our birthdays, so I feel so bad not being in studio with you right now. But uh, here I am, all yours. Well, there you are. And, and uh, 45 minutes to an hour, ab- is that it? Absolutely, and of course the whole country would want to listen to what you have to say. Now, I know you've done many, many interviews in the last day or two. which, which But backs- ours is going to be different, well, I know you. Well, that, that's the plan. So <laughs> wh- why are you in South Africa? First, I'm in South Africa thanks to... Uh, EmpowerWorks for uh, bringing me here and honoring me in my own country, in my own backyard. My husband said to me, Felicia, you should take this honor with great pride because rarely is a prophet honored in his own backyard or in his own country. And I agree. So I want to say thank you to us, uh, to EmpowerWorks, and more importantly, thanks to Asapol for being a partner on this. And I'll tell you how it happened. Mm-hmm. I was at Huma Sikela's funeral in one of the memorials, and uh, Bridget Mukwena, the uh, CEO, talked about what Hugh's legacy meant to Asapol. And I don't know anybody who can follow in those footsteps. And I'm not, really, Asapol has a big a burden on their shoulders to try and find someone who can follow in Huma Sikela's footsteps. And when she spoke about the legacy of Huma Sikela and uh, the importance of us all carrying on that legacy in some way or other, I then sent a message to her. I said, you know, they say if you want to know how to do a job, ask mm. a man. If you want a job done, give it to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and you are doing just that, Bridget. And I think I have an idea. I don't want to be the next Yuma Sikela, but I have an idea how we can get our country talking again. And I really applaud them for coming on board with uh, EmpowerWorks to make this happen. So here we are today, and here it is. I'm in South Africa to come and say thank you to my people, what Clem Santa called the ordinary people who say extraordinary things. Well, there you are. So, so tomorrow, of course, is, is the big event, the Gauteng High Impact Summit. And, and, uh, and you, in fact, are the headline act of, of, a, of a massive amount of people, including people like Bonang Mohale and, and uh, uh, Tuli Madonsela, amongst many other names. People but, but, I admire. But you're the headline act. Tuli is younger than me, but she is my Shiro. Shiro's can be younger than you. Uh, Bonang is a businessman of note, and I have such high regard for him and the success that he has uh, literally shown in our country and how young people are also aspiring to be the next Bonang. 
Well, absolutely. So, so what we're going to do is, as the big hitter normally, and, and this particular slot is very much dealing with the big socio-political issues of our country or a country or any country around the world. And I want, I want to pick your brain around that as opposed to going down the, the memory lane, which I think has been well documented. And, and therefore, I can simply say we're talking to Felicia and people know exactly who I'm talking to. So to call in 0891104207, Let Let's start with... But the fact that you yourself, you're being, you're being honored, okay? How, how important is that, not just for you, okay, but for South Africa to be able to see other people as guiding lights, uh, as, as this, this torch that we can hopefully follow um, and, and then move on to even greater things? How important do you think that is, not just for you, but, but for the country? Wow. Ashraf, I knew you were going to be very, very um, philosophical here, but how do we follow? Really, I'm being asked to come and give a presentation, for example, next month in uh, Switzerland on legacy. What is your legacy? I think as we are born, each one, each and every one of us was born for a reason. We are here for a reason. So, and I know I always use this these these words, these lines, when I first saw this one time, it became one of my my mantras, really. Your life has a purpose. Your story is important. Your dreams count. Your voice matters. You are born to make an impact. And back to Mahatma Gandhi's words, really, you are the change you wish to see in the world, or you must be the change that you wish to see in the world. Whatever the exact words are, I'm trying to get you to action when I say must and you are. So that is really what I think legacy is all about. And how I want to do it and how I did it, there is a verse by a um, Westminster... An Anglican bishop that was written on a on a tombstone in Westminster Abbey, and my husband gave this to me one day, and he says, "You know, you try to do so much for everybody, for your country, but you have to start doing it for you first, because if you cannot do it for yourself, no one else can do it for you." And it it. Just if I can just summarize, it says, when I was young and free, my imagination had no limits. I dreamed of changing the world. As I grew older and wiser, I discovered the world would not change. So I shortened my sights somewhat and decided to change my only my country. But it, but it too seemed immovable. As I matured, in one other desperate attempt, I settled to change only my family, those closest to me, but alas, they would have none of it. And now, in later years, which I am in now, I've become more realistic, and I realize if I can only change myself, and by example, I can change my family. Well, absolutely. From their inspiration mm. and encouragement, I would then be able to better my country, and who knows, I may even change the world. And that's where I am right now in my life, moving my success 
too significant. Mm, mm, and mm. that's why I say to people when they ask me, are you in retirement? I said, no, I'm not in retirement. I'm in preferment. I'm at a point in my life where I do only what I prefer to do. And thanks to empowerment, EmpowerWorks and Asopo for helping me realize that in my own country. Well, absolutely. Now, we're going to move on to other things, and I'll just touch on this. You, you know, I mean, you've been very supportive, the, supportive rather, of the, of the Champion South African Nation Building Project That's that, right. that I'm involved in. That's right, what you're doing right absolutely, now. Absolutely, right. Moving that success, taking people to move their success to significance absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And but, significance is about impacting the lives of others. But, but, but here's the point to you, right? So, so as we get to the end of, of Heritage Month, right, uh-huh. uh, I'm suggesting that when we, when we, you know, I often use a phrase champion, and I give talks on this, champion people, build champion nations. So, w- w- and, and give us an honest answer on this one year. Do, do you see yourself as part of this group that we can collectively call champion people? Wait a minute. Why are you asking me the obvious? <laughs> I am part of the group that is doing that. I am part of it. I am I think I'm sold on it. When you first started it, you told me about it. I said I'm in. No, I, I know that. What, what, what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm making is, do you think of yourself as a champion person? So therefore, when we talk of a collective of a country and say, where are the champion people? Uh-huh. Do, do you think that, that Felicia Mabusa Subtle is in that group of people that we can collectively call the champion people of our nation? I'm going to be arrogant enough to say, yes, I do feel that way. And yes, I know I am part of that. When I hear young people that I've met with through this visit, through other visits back home, that say that I have literally championed their lives. I have literally passed on the baton to them. I was talking today with, uh, with uh, Bridget uh, at Kaya, mm, I know mm. that's a competition, mm, but uh, mm. the competition is never com- good competition if you don't have it. Um, I was talking to her today, and she talked about it. I talked to people like Penny Libiani, who says, I was sitting in Pulukwani watching you and said, next time I'm going to be the next Felicia. I listened to Leanne Manis say that I sat in your audience and I watched you do what you do. I said, guess what? I've just found out what I want to do in life. I've talked to Pearl, to people like Ayanda, Pearl, Basi. Uh, I can literally rattle down mm, names. Mm, 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 mm. I heard that Bonang even has a little skit where she <laughs> talks about when I grow up, I want to be like well, Felicia. Well, well, there That's you so, are. In many ways, yes, I have passed on the, 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 the baton. Yes, I, I, I am a champion in that sense. I have somebody who writes about... Uh, documents the history of uh, Nobel Peace Prize winners. I've never been intimidated by anybody in my life, but for the first time I felt intimidated when my daughter Lindiwe set up this appointment with this gentleman to meet with me in New York, and he said, I'm coming to meet with you after hearing your daughter talk about who you are and how you answered to Mandela's call, and we're coming in March with you, and we want to walk the streets that you walked 
to try and really document well, that, that would what be, this is all about. That would be wonderful. My guest, my big hitter for the night, Felicia Mabusa Sutley, is with me. We'll be with her till 9 o'clock. You can certainly connect and you can engage via social media, uh, and that's tweets, hashtag SFM Viewpoint. When you do just that, then you take me, Ashraf Gandhi, take SFM Radio, and of course, take Felicia as well. You'll pick up on my timeline immediately. Uh, SMS is 409 Three eight, if you wish to comment as well, so maybe a, a thumbs up on some of the key moments that you can you know, pick out from this interview. We'll talk about this important issue of restoring faith right after this. Mmm, this is so delicious. What's the occasion? I just want to add a little vavavum to our relationship. I'll be right back. Oh, there she goes again. I'm out of here. Hi, Bo. Tamba. Ah, he's gone again. Man, don't run away from your problems. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Keys and C's apply. SMSs cost one red. The Film and Publication Board is reviewing the current classification guidelines that are used to classify content. We are planning on conducting consultations with the public and industry stakeholders to solicit inputs until the 31st of March 2018. We call on interested persons to submit presentations or comments on the classification guidelines to classificationguidelines at fpb.org.za. A copy of the discussion paper will be made available on fpb.org.za. Visit our corporate website and social media pages for dates and venues of the public consultations. Why settle for more when you can have the most? Get up to 13% interest per annum with an ABSA fixed deposit account. Your capital and returns are guaranteed and you pay no fees. For more info, visit your nearest branch, call 0860-111-515 or visit absa.co.za forward slash fixed deposit. T's and C's apply. Absa is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. Felicia Mabusa Sutley's tonight's uh, big hitter. We talk about a range of issues and, and get her opinion on all of those. Now, now, Felicia, you're in the position of uh, being born in South Africa. You live in the USA. You've come home fairly often. But lots of things happening in our country. You have this this bird's eye view. Okay, what, What's your assessment of South Africa 2018? You know, I always say that it is hard to critique or criticize or to... It's easier to praise and to see the positives when you are far away. And so in my not having really a good grasp of what's happening at home, I really would rather not comment on what I think I see. But all I'd love to say, uh, Ashraf, is really I am looking forward to how we can bring back those good old days where our parents instilled that or inculcated that culture of Ubuntu in us. And mm-hmm. I know that seems to be an overused African word, but it is so profound and it is so important. I brought here uh, to come and join me for a luncheon some of my former students from the 70s. And they talked about some of the values that I had taught them and how to this day Uh, they still practice them. You might hear me loving songs like Reach Out and Touch, Mm -hmm. but those were practical for me in those years. Uh, 
say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That's what we used to dance to. Those young people still feel that way. They said, those songs taught us to value our African names through your cultural center that you developed or your dance academy that you developed. You, you instilled confidence and self-esteem in us. So, uh, so that is really what I prefer to talk about, mm-hmm. and which is, I think, that song that Mandela sang about, about Africa to us. Africa, there is a concept, he says, that is known as Ubuntu, that profound sense that we are human only through the humanity of others, that if we are to accomplish anything in this world, it will in equal measure be due to the work and achievement of others. Somehow I'm finding that we are forgetting how we got to where we are, that we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. If there's any message I can give to our young people is don't forget how you got to where you are today. I don't. To this day, mm-hmm. I say thanks to my husband who gave me a head start. I say thanks to George Soros who continued to pay for my undergrad and graduate studies. So every Thanksgiving, I'm still thank- sending thank you cards to him calling to say I have I cannot say thank you enough well, for there, what there you who are. I am today Absolutely. and those are the values I really would like but, to see but, young people but therefore really if, if I can and I often do this with a big hit to ask you to to list the three biggest challenges facing South Africa right now what, what would what would they be for you for me watching from a distance and I don't like to criticize again from a distance mm. it is poverty mm-hmm that is really of grave concern. And I always say that if each and every one of us could just lift one person, one, then we, would, we could make a difference. I'm talking about those of us who have the slight means to do it. And I see that you have many people with the means. So when I watch social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, etc. So maybe that's my only criticism half the time. So if you can decide to give up a vacation to Mauritius this summer and help one child go into school, and I'm sure some of them are doing okay. exactly So poverty that. would be one, and the other two challenges? The other two challenges are the importance of valuing where we come from. We, we have lost respect for understanding the importance of uh, the values of old, that is, that's one thing I think we need to look at. And I'm talking in terms of my own family mm, as well, yeah, by the way, when I say, when I say All that. All right, and, and the third one? And the third one is watching the... Why are we flaunting our materialism when we live in such a depressed economy? That is my biggest concern. And Kim Kardashian can do it, but I don't think we, as South Africans, can do it right now. It it just bothers me. Well, absolutely. There's more to come from Felicia Mabusa Sutter. Let's get let's get calls from Valcom. We go Archie on the line. Welcome to the show, Archie. Archie, hi. We've just lost you. Okay, we'll we'll take you back right away. Just just connect, and we want to hear what you have to say. The interesting. I mean, amongst the. Yesterday, I had Buyani Zwani as, as, my, as my big hitter for the night. And, of course, he's got a range of opinions on, on issues of leadership, right? And, and, and he was saying that we have to, the number one priority in this country is we have to restore faith. There's a sense for many people that if they can get out 
of South Africa, if they can get out, they will. Karen, they'll flip burgers. I know many South Africans are flipping burgers. In fact, Chevy Kalafing made me laugh one day. A friend of uh, mine still of course. recalls what Chevy said. Chevy so saw them visiting South Africa. He said, hey, are you still in, South Af- in America where y'all are flipping burgers? We have BEE here, but it's Chevy again being silly and naughty. Mm, mm. But uh, he, do, he, he, he is showing what teasingly again call that B is doing. Look at how he is thriving and how he has become literally the guru in many ways, branding guru. So I say to most South Africans who are thinking of going abroad, don't look at me. I have my own issues. I would love to be here. I always say my head is in and my body is in America, but my heart and my hand is in South Africa. So I say stay home and answer to that call that Mandela made when I decided to come back home to serve, when he said all South Africans living abroad, come back home, come and rebuild a new democracy. And that's what they, are, they should be doing and we should be all... Should well, be I want to pick up right on that, that sense of utter hopelessness about it. It can't be me, but I'll just hold that for a second. I want to get calls uh, on this. Edward, go ahead from Bloemfontein. Welcome to the show, Edward. Hi, Bramfontein, in fact. Yeah, Edward, hi. Thank you so much, Ashraf. You seem to be bringing guests that really have this insight into the problems we face as South Africans, much better than those of those of us who are in, inside the country. Well, there you are. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Ashraf. Um, I just wanted to comment quickly on what she touched on about the values, mm-hmm. because I think we don't seem to understand where our problems are coming from. Most of the times we are reactive as a people. Uh, and, you know, this comes, hits us, and then we throw our arms up in this, you know, exasperation, and we don't solve the problems. We don't do an introspection about what has gone wrong uh, as a people. Because first, we need to teach the values of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. We are not teaching our children. There is no conversation today in the home about all these old-time values that made our forefathers such a glorious people. Mm-hmm. Respect for the elders, mm-hmm. the importance of the extended family, the centrality of the spiritual realm of life, the importance of communal existence, sharing is caring, mm-hmm. Ubuntu. Return to the original way, African way of eating. Little meat, lots of grains, vegetables and fruits. Return to the original, uh, uh, you know, uh, to to, to folk medicine. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's lots. In fact, you're completely in agreement, I think, uh, Edward, from what, uh, from the philosophy of Felicia uh, Felicia Mabusa Sattler as well. Thank you for that call, Edward. Let's get get another call. uh, Before you go to another call, it brings to mind uh, what Archbishop Desmond Tutu once said to international investors, said, if you might have much of the world's riches, and you might hold a position of power, but if you have no Ubuntu, you do not amount to much. I try to encourage Ubuntu in my family, teach my kids that, and I'm proud to say that I literally injected it into my husband's DNA. I don't know any family member I have who has not been helped by this American man who literally did not care about anything else and anybody else, but ultimately I taught him that African value that 
in my family, if you help me, I have to help the, uh, the next one, and I have to help the next person, and they have to help the other one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is one thing I will say about my husband. He has more Ubuntu than even I have right now. Okay, well, you've trained him well, so great stuff. Let's get another call. Archie now, back uh, from Welcome. Archie, hi. Hi, Asraf. Um, Sister Lucia, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And you are? Archie, it's Archie from Velcom, yeah. The first time I heard about you, you were still doing those talks uh, at the one hotel in Jobeck. I traveled 300 k's from Velcom, and then I had to travel back at, at midnight from here to you. And, and then now I'm laughing because now you are also teaching us, you are not being aware, you are teaching us on how to deal with Ashraf. Because now, whenever you call Ashraf, Ashraf does not listen. And then now, you, because it is you, Ashraf is listening. And you have really taught us, I mean, Ubuntu, well, for example, <laughs> these days, these days, we are looking at CNN, and other people are just quiet. They are not even aware what is happening around them. Please come back. Please come back. Well, I, I think she's I'll here, you know. I'll come back, my friend. There we are. If I can help young people do what I did, that's the only way I would come back. Absolutely, yeah. But I, but I suppose, you know, that the reality, uh, uh, Felicia, is that you don't have to physically be here to be here. And, and, and that's exactly what you're doing. Your, your ability to impact on South Africans, even from a distance, uh, is, is pretty obvious. So we, we tend to, we need to sort of move away from geographic, geographical boundaries to say you're not here, you obviously are here. Which brings me back to, to this important issue, right? There, there, we spoke about restoring faith, but, but the reality for a range of issues, whether it's poverty, whether it's race, whether it's crime, uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, we can talk about rape just now of children at nine, years, six oh, years old just now. All, all those things, right? There, there is a sense. So there's a sense of utter hopelessness amongst many people. Okay. Yep. How, how do you instill hope amongst those who are utter hopeless in their, in their thoughts? I think we were. That's the most difficult thing that you've just asked me right now. But I think uh, in 1974, when we decided to open up the program and have the people, black and white, young and old, to now come together in communication, uh, I've always said that the American-style talk shows would not work in Africa. But if we brought back the olden-day in Dabas, Lakotas that they held in the villages, which is really what my talk show was all about. The Ndunas were sitting on that stage with the king, and the audience were the villagers who are coming with their issues about the village, uh, to the concerns of the village, and bringing them to the Ndunas and the king. And that's really what talk show is all about. I literally started, uh, I did my thesis, uh, on that, to say talk show is not an American concept. It's an African concept aimed at bringing the villagers to come and talk. So that should really be what I think is needed again today. Generational conversations. I look at a program that I had with young people and older people and how we were literally debating each other, and it was quite volatile. And I remember Cicely Ndima Liza said, we would not be talking like that during my days. 
with our children, it's a whole different generation. Mm, I say mm. to my child, I'll follow my children on social media. And when I see something that is not something that I can retweet of concern, I call them and I talk to them <laughs> and they get upset with me and say, Mom, unfollow me then if you don't want to read what I'm sending. But I feel as a parent, if I don't do that, I am not doing what I'm supposed to. Whether they delete it or not is another issue. But back again to this whole thing of Ubuntu, I think someone once said Ubuntu is African philanthropy. We cannot one hand washes another. We cannot leave the child next door to suffer as we hide in our mansions. They said African, uh, as Africans, Ubuntu is supposed to be in our DNA. It is in our DNA. I don't know, maybe the generation after me saw it differently, but in my generation, what my grandmother inculcated in me, I will never forget. That's why she and Dr. Kuma's wife, Mary Hall Kuma, Mrs. Kuzoyo, started the YWCA Zenzele, and Zenzele means do it for yourself. That is what I was brought up with. My grandfather, Ben Mabuza, was the first black man to start businesses in downtown mm-hmm. Johannesburg so, pre-apartheid. So there were many examples of, of highly inspiring people doing things even uh, in adversity. We'll get to other so callers in, short, in a... What I was trying yeah. to say, uh, Ashraf, is that, that that ability to be self... Uh, what, what's the word again? Um, to be self-sufficient was instilled at a very early age. And that's a, that's but a, still, that importance of respect for your neighbor, the ability to make sure that no child goes hungry, and to this day, no child goes hungry. When I make a big pot of lasagna in the neighborhood, whether I'm in Atlanta or Miami, where I live, the neighbors are going to get a piece of it, and they cannot understand it. When workmen come to my house to come and help out, and I give them food, and I give them water. They say, we never get this. I said, that's called Africa. <laughs> well, there you are. And Archie is saying that I don't listen to you. Of course, I listen to you, Archie, but we need to listen to Felicia as well. But no, generally, it's important that we hear your views as a listener. And I always emphasize the point. The show is called The Viewpoint. So to you, Archie, what's yours? And your viewpoint absolutely does matter. Uh, so Eddie from Woodendalsworth, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Hi, my brother. Thanks. Well, let, let me start by saying uh, myself and Archie were divided by about... 15, I mean, 14 kilometers. Okay, wow. It's welcome and OD. Right, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. Listening. Mm. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Ashraf, for bringing uh, this legend. Well, it's a team who's brought it together, so let's appreciate that. And, of course, the big <laughs> event, the, the Gauteng <laughs> High Impact really, event tomorrow. I really appreciate You know, somebody asked me, hey, why are you so obsessed with SAFM? And, you know, we have good reasons to that, to that effect, is that you guys, you bring people that you want to listen to and people who have made impact to, to our lives. You know, when I was listening to Mert Felicia when I was uh, still young, <laughs> around 18 years, mm-hmm. and, you know, she, she inspired us. And let me tell you, she's continuing to do that. I agree with my brother, Archie. She needs to come back in South Africa and continue to do the work that she has been doing. Well, there you are. Nice she, call. You know, she, she, she represents... African Excellency. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much. N- nice call, Eddie. What I'll do, let me take a couple of calls in one go, then we'll get back to Felicia. Uh, Tefo, go ahead. Hello. Hello. How yeah, are you? You, I'm good. You're on the air. Go ahead. No, I'm good, my brother. How are you? I'm terrific. We're speaking to Felicia. We should be fine. Big hitter for the night. Yeah, so go I'm ahead. Good. Excuse me. 
Yeah, go ahead. What, what would make a comment or a point? No, I want to uh, congratulate Mayor Felicia. She's made one point. One point, Kikabu Asot. Mayor Felicia, one minute. Ubuntu. Bana. We have to be, we as fathers and mothers should also be exemplary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tefo, many people can't understand what you're saying because it's an English yeah. language station, so we just need a quick translation from Felicia and then we'll move on. Thanks for that call there, Tefo. Go ahead. Felicia, you may just want to just respond to that. Well, Oli was trying to say that the importance of uh, respect for elders needs to come back, but as I said to him, we as the elders should also show respect to our young people for them to also be respectful to us. Well, there you are. Good point. Let's get another call, Mr. Malamba from Fundabell Park. So all around the country we go. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hello, Asha. I'm good indeed. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in. Okay, 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 okay. Hello, 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 Felicia. Dumela. Okay, Dumela. Okay, we remember those days, I mean, the early days, the 90s, I mean, when you were with us, I mean, because of technology, we know you are far away. Yeah. How about if you can start a group because we are on Skype or we do have all this technology which can make you feel at home even though you are far away, where you can have, say, probably within a week or within I mean, a month, you go online, people can see you, can join your group, can talk face-to-face. It can be a group of chatting where you can talk Talking things of building like the, like the things of long ago, mm-hmm. so that even when you are far away, you cannot even miss a home. You can even see talking to people at home. Even people at home can talk to you. Even these young Let children, we can tell okay, them, got that. this is what, yeah. Let me All right. tell you what, I, yeah. I listen to Ashraf through his Twitter handle, uh, through Facebook. Technology has become so advanced. You guys listen to me through my Twitter handle, which is Felicia. At what what's it called? Felicia Mabuza, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just follow me on Twitter. You'll see that my tweets are all aimed at continuing what we did on the show: empower, educate, inspire. So I, thanks to technology, we are able to do that. But um, somehow the world has become so small through technology. So. Let's just continue the way we are right now uh, through social media channels that have already been started. I'm, 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 I think most of my Twitter or my Instagram or my uh, Facebook messages are aimed at South Africa. I yeah. said 80% of them are really towards South Africa. And I, and I, and I agree. Certainly America. as someone who follows you as Felicia Mabuza, we'd certainly yeah. pick up on that. Mr. Malambo, thanks for that call. Which, which brings me on to another issue, which is the, the issue of leadership, right? And I, and I mean uh, 
leadership of the country you 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 know you as a as a talk show in South Africa and in the USA you you obviously are in touch with people right what do you make of of leadership in our country right now and i mean from from the top down as i said it is hard to critique anything from a distance in all fairness i i see and i I see change in South Africa, and I'm praying that the change is positive. And positive change comes only when the people end up somehow getting out of the desperation they're experiencing right now. Petrus Lumumba once said, the tragedy of Africa is that those with ideas are not in power while those in power have no ideas. Absolutely. When mm. the people have a chance, they still vote for those with no ideas. Whether this applies to South Africa or not, I'm going to stay out of it and say I don't okay. know. Is it, is it difficult for you to comment about, you know, you're very loved, okay? You're much loved, but you, but you also and have opinions. Found, I've, I've been finding this out each time I come back home. And thanks again to the people of South Africa. Absolutely. And guess what, Ashraf? It is the ordinary people, as Clem Santa, Clem Santa said on the show. Change your slogan now from the talk show that gets South Africa talking to. Now that I see how the people of South Africa are gathering around you and listening and talking with you. Call it the talk show where ordinary people say extraordinary things because it is ordinary people that bring change to any country. Let's talk about about the country that you you spend most of your time in, which is the USA. I think you have been critical of... uh, of the leadership of uh, of the American president, haven't you? And still am. And in what, why? Why? That I once stayed in his buildings. Well, I still are. am. Okay. What? Why are you critical of him? Tell me. I just don't like what I've seen. Uh, I've, I think I've seen more hatred and more anger among Americans than I've ever seen in my entire stay there since 1974. Not even in the Bush years or Nixon years did I see what is happening there. I found myself, literally, if I know you voted for Trump, I don't want to have dinner with you or anything else. I just feel we've seen a lot of misogyny. We've heard of, yes, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, somebody I admired so much mm, once mm. upon a time, even taught him how to doi doi one time in, in, in South Africa when he was visiting. And I'm saddened by the sexism, the racism that I'm seeing now that is prevalent in uh, in the US. I always boast about how South Africa is one of the in many ways in spite of what's happening here more integrated than I've seen in America. I boast about how you go into a restaurant and this was really a couple of years before mm. when I saw black and white sitting at the same tables dining together breaking bread together when I started the show the, the, the show was all about encouraging black and whites to talk together. Then I started the restaurant Back of the Moon. Mm-hmm. The idea of Back of the Moon was that after we talk together, let's go and dine and dance together, break bed, uh, bread together, and better understand each other. Well, my question is, South Africa, besides America, having its issues around violence and hatred and anger, there's a sense that we have the same problems in, in this country. So, Surely you have an opinion on that. It appears that the groupings 
all the tribes that represent South Africa are moving apart as opposed to coming together, which is what happened in 1994. What's your thoughts on that? And again, it's the the ability to bring and continue to have us talk together. The minute we stop that conversation, it results in us now developing more fears, more uh, stereotypes about each other, and uh, where there's no communication. Imagine a marriage with no communication. So the key for me, which is what I know best, and that's what I studied my entire undergrad and graduate life, is the importance of communication. I've talked you, that you get a sense at that university level about the importance of continuing communication, and maybe that is why I ended up doing a show well, based on communication. Now, now, there's been a thought, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what I've heard today, that it appears that South Africans, the narrative is to, is to be more exclusive, to move apart, to say we better than you, right? And it's being led by political parties. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm saying that's what I'm loosely quoting an assessment of. Uh, do you get that sense that, that political parties are, are taking up the spaces of ordinary people and actually deciding and thinking for us and, and we then following suit? I've, again, as I said, I really leave the political thinking to each individual let people make their own decisions on that. But I'm seeing young people really taking uh, the baton and running with, even from a political stand of, uh, standpoint of view. I, I really am going to try and stay out of it and leave it to the folk who are here on the ground to feel it, touch it, and uh, fight it to do it. But me sitting in my ivory tower in Miami or Atlanta, trying to make a decision at home. I have to be here, feel it, touch it, and be able to, to communicate. Okay, fa- fa- fair enough. Uh, I want to just pick up one more question about our country. Now, I want to get your thoughts on that. Then we'll move on to other things as well. Mike, will come to you in a moment. For every graduate who sits unemployed, every mom who is denied maternity care, every job secured through sexual favors, dockets gone missing, cases thrown out of court, Unauthorized drivers on the road, rhino horn smiles. With every child whose future is stolen in the wake of a corrupt South Africa, every switch that trips in a hospital theater, someone could have stopped it. Will you take a stand? Report corruption. Call Corruption Watch on 0800 023 456 or visit corruptionwatch.org.za. Why settle for more? When you can have the most. Get up to 13% interest per annum with an ABSA fixed deposit account. Your capital and returns are guaranteed and you pay no fees. For more info, visit your nearest branch, call 0860-111-515 or visit absa.co.za forward slash fixed deposit. T's and C's apply. ABSA is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. News from the TV License Office. With our new SMS balance inquiry function, you can now get your TV license balance conveniently on your cell phone. SMS your ID number or TV license number to 44210 and voila. 44210. Standard SMS rates apply, quick and easy. TV licenses make a difference.
This Sunday kicks off the countdown to EFC at Carnival City. Get the full story on the star athletes contesting for the EFC title as champion Iga Cabeza prepares for the biggest fight of his life against the dangerous Scotsman Callum Murray. Plus, relive the knockout action from the recent EFC 73 event, EFC Countdown, this Sunday at 10 p.m. on SABC3, brought to you by SABC Sport. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Ten more minutes with Felicia Mabusa-Sotla is our big hitter for the night. Mike, we'll get to you in just a moment. Now, Felicia, just one thing. I understand you, you can't and you don't want to comment on the nitty-gritties of South Africa. Understandably so. Okay? But I like the commercial I just heard where report corruption, and it is my understanding, and I say ditto to that, and I hear that Cyril, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa is cracking down on corruption. Well, well precisely, and that, that's so my that's point, natural. therefore, to you, which is, Free of any particular political party, there's the ruling party, there are many other parties, okay? Uh, Like when you talk, you inspire all of us as non-political people, but you also inspire people in parliament. You absolutely do. So you have this responsibility. So therefore, my question to you is, is, what is your comment to all the people in political leadership in our country without necessarily going down one political party route. So if you were in parliament today and you were, you were asked to talk in parliament and address the politicians of our country, what would you be telling them? One sentence literally is, please look at how integrity is all, what integrity is all about. Are you, do you have integrity? In fact, let me rephrase this. Phrase it rather. Do you have integrity? Integrity is truly the most important thing in leadership. Without it, you might as well just give up right now. Okay, and that, that's a question hopefully Parliament should note and put that down in, into hand. So let's get calls. Mike from Newlands, go ahead. Hello. Hi, good evening, Ashraf. And uh, Lisa, it really is an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Uh, you know, I was born into apartheid and uh, I loved your show. It was like part of. Nelson Mandela and the New South Africa. So, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure and honor to speak to you. Thank you. I, I want to just maybe um, challenge you a little bit. There. I have a feeling that you're sitting on the fence. Under apartheid, I took a lot of hits as being a bit of an, uh, being an activist, not much of an activist, but I certainly didn't enjoy apartheid and I fought against it. We have a similar situation in South Africa today. We have massive corruption. We have Marikana. We have Esetemeni. We have... Um, Zuma and the Guptas. We, we, I think we need to speak out. And I think that perhaps as a talk show host, you should be speaking out a little bit more. Uh, I would like to hear much more criticism, and I think we should say it, and we should say it loudly. We're not in a good space in South Africa. We have now 13 million people in our country living under a dollar a day. Uh, we have our president we currently say- in New York, which is wonderful. But, you know, uh, we, we, our current government, the ANC, is trying to drag us out of the ICC, which Nelson Mandela uh, absolutely loved. It was his pet project, and I remember it well when I was a student. This was, this was going to really change our country, and yet our current government is taking us out of it. I think we need to speak out a little bit more, and uh, I would like to hear your comments. I know you don't want to get too involved, but I live here every day, and I think we need to speak out and speak out loudly. Thank okay, you very God, much, that. Thank, thank you thank for you. that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yes, Mike, good, good said, point. My yeah. concerns, obviously, our poverty, our corruption, our violence. I tend to encourage so many Americans when I meet them to, talk, to come and visit my country. My husband says, 
each time at night, okay, how many Americans have you encouraged today to come to South Africa? Every time I do that, but the concern that is always raised is, oh my gosh, I'm scared of the violence. I've seen mm-hmm. so many things on social media. I've, I've mentioned what my concerns are, poverty, corruption, and violence. Uh, so I am speaking out, but I, want, I remember one time that Mandela said to me, I heard that they say you said that I entertain mostly Americans. I said, I didn't say it. The people are saying it. I'm the one who just moves that mic and encourages the people to talk. And that's what I've always done. And I'm happy that it made me look like I was the vocal one. I just encourage the people to talk about what their concerns are. I was sitting with a group of about 20 young people on Heritage Day, and I said, I last saw some of you in 1974. What is happening in our country? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. And it was a little concerning to me to hear them say, I think the NC does need a little shake-up a little mm-hmm. bit. And, I, and I, I got a little chill down my back, and I said, oh, my gosh, who could replace Nelson Mandela's party. They said it's not about replacing Nelson Mandela's party, but it's about the fact that we feel that we have been taken for granted. So how, how did you respond to that then? It was not me who was talking. Okay. It was the young people. Now, now I have to, I have to say, I have to say, so Felicia, that, that point, that point, we hear that from many, many people, okay, mm-hmm. who who say they've and been taken for granted. I don't know even granted. what's happening to say. All right. What, what, when they said that, what was your response to them? Because they expected you to say something, I'm sure. I listen and learn. I listen and learn. And I, as I said, I'm, I'm still trying to find out what's happening in our country. And being so far away, I cannot quite criticize. But I do see young parties that are coming up. I must admit I've been quite uh, impressed with uh, hearing some of the eloquence from some of the young commentators on radio, on uh, on the different radio stations, mm-hmm. who are talking and getting South Africans to come and have a voice to say what their concerns are about the country. I'm going to get to another call. Musi uh, from KZN, welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, hello. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, welcome back, uh, Felicia. I think uh, I want to... To comment and say that uh, maybe South Africans have been talking and they will continue to talk. Mm-hmm. But I think they've left a very important aspect, which is teaching. If yeah. you don't mm-hmm. teach and you talk, uh, you may talk to people who do not even understand what you're talking about and who are not even listening to what you're talking about. But if you teach, you can be able to impart that knowledge and skills, whether knowledge of the past or the current or the anticipated future knowledge. I think that's what is needed in South Africa. If, if I look at young people, they are lost and there is nobody who is showing them mm-hmm. the way the education system. I'm not so sure whether I'll say it is bad or it was not well-crafted with good intentions, though, but there is nobody who is teaching. The teacher is dead. The, police, the policeman or woman is dead, and the nurse is dead. And everything is getting broken. Okay, point, point, man. Mu- Musi, Musi, thanks for that. And I think that's something that we've touched on as well. Which perhaps brings me to, to this point as well. If you're saying poverty is, is, is the biggest problem facing South Africa, then, then my 
points to you and you are a person of absolute influence, right? So whether it's the president, whether it's business leadership, we spoke of Bonang Mohale and company earlier on, whether it's the Tuli Maransellas, whoever they may be, if someone invited you to a, to a brain's trust of, of getting South Africa working um, compared to your getting them talking from before, right? What, what's the one thing you think we need to do to get us working as a nation immediately? Working as a nation, I think the gentleman before me just said it well, the importance of talking and then leading it into a teaching. Maybe that's really where we should be right now. I I really don't quite know where to take that to. My job um, as a citizen is to do what I know I can best do. And as I said, if each one of us, Ashraf, can pick up just one person, we have 50 million people in this country. And I, excuse my mathematics, I'm not, I was not that good in mathematics. Mm -hmm. Let's assume that only 20% of us have the means and we pick up just one person, we would eradicate poverty in this country. But we are so self-consumed and social media has made us even worse that we cannot see that even some things that we put up can be a little insensitive to others who do not have. I was in Washington mm-hmm. one time before I wrote my book, and I met a young man who, was at, uh, who had joined us at the Obama seminars in Washington then, and he said, Felicia, it's so bad that we are coming. We are coming for you. We are coming for everyone who's living as well as you are. And I'm not talking about white people only. I'm talking about black and white. And I think that letter is in my book. And uh, he said, that is how bad it is. Whether we like it or not, we are seeing it happen. Okay. Perhaps we're going to wrap up because we've got 30 seconds to go. How do you know that your actions are working in South Africa, even from a distance, or when you, whether it's on social media, where you, whether, whether, whether you, when you actually arrive here, how do you know you are making a difference? I know that I'm making a difference because I always say that you cannot be what you cannot see. When I see young people, as I said, who are now taking on that baton and saying, I'm following in your footsteps. I met someone today at uh, Kaya who said, my mother says she became a lawyer because she heard you. When I hear someone come to me say, here's a letter you wrote back to me 10 years ago, uh, in 2010 rather, and I thought it would just be one sentence, but you went into paragraphs to explain to me how I can ultimately become part well, of this media Well, you, cer- you certainly so are making that. one way to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll wrap up by saying, you know, about. consistent with that, my, my, my daughter, Amara, who you've met, uh, said, right. I, must, I must pass regard, her regards on to you. So let's leave it at that. Felicia, great chatting to you. Thanks for being our big hitter for the night and, and best wishes ahead of tomorrow's big event, the, the High Impact Summit, the Gauteng High Impact Summit, where, of course, you'll be honored. I'm, I'm inviting everybody well, who can abs- come. If I can and get if, there, I if will. If you but, cannot get in there, say Felicia said, I need to come. Well, 
Hallelujah. And thanks again to Empowers and Asupo for, for really honoring Perfect. me. Words cannot fully feel, explain Feel free to tweet further thoughts. Even now, we'll certainly pick up on those tweets. Hashtag SF and Viewpoint Felicia, Mabusa Subtle, or simply just Felicia. Made an impact in our country. An absolute big hitter. Uh, let's get the news now. It's 9 o'clock.